a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 26 I buzz with fear as we walk through the dark tunnel towards the centre of Zandapur. Empty wrappers and plastic bags whirling towards us on the wind. I pause to wipe grit from my eyes. A little girl sits in the window of the arches, holding out a dirt-crusted hand. Paisa! Paisa! she calls to us in a pleading voice. Her eyes are huge and dark, tangled hair hangs in clumps around her shoulders. That girl's only about Rohan and Rupert's age, maybe even younger. Where's her family? I feel so angry. It's so wrong for her to be doing this. I know, says Jivan. But this is how some families survive in the city. People dressed in smart suits and fancy saris walk past without even glancing at her. Surely they could spare at least one coin? I take one from my purse and place it in her hand. Thank you, she says, giving us a small smile. As we turn into an even busier street, a giant poster surrounded by bright lights beams down at us. A banner across the top says, Recycle, reuse, repurpose, city dump. We turn your rubbish to gold. But underneath it, I spot something else. A map, I say, pulling Jivan towards it. Let's find Connor Place! The map is a confusion of streets that crisscross each other. Here's the bus station, says Jivan. But I can't see Connor Place. It has to be here somewhere, I say studying it in frustration. Not unless it's right in the centre, says Jivan. A group of men come walking towards us, drinking from dark bottles, arguing and yelling at each other. They look like real time wasters, I say, pulling Jivan closer and linking arms. Don't worry, we'll ask someone. Let's cross over he says, pulling me closer. We dodge mustard yellow taxis and bullock carts to reach the pavement opposite. A sudden clap of thunder cracks above the noise of the traffic and it starts pouring down. Quick, let's go in there! We head towards a cafe with a bright sign in the window showing a boy eating something delicious. We'll be out of the rain and can sit down and decide how to find Papa. 
Jivan still looks thin from his fever. I have to make sure he eats so he doesn't get sick again. Yeah, I could do with some food, he says, leaning against the doors to open them. Inside, the cafe is full of young people sitting at small tables, laughing and munching on round bread with something stuffed inside. It's called fast food, says Jivan, reading an electric sign behind the counter. A sweet, oily smell floats through the air. Maybe you eat here after you've been fasting. Yeah, could be. It says two for the price of one. I notice a handwritten poster next to the counter. I peer inside my purse, bubbling with excitement. That means we can eat something and have a bit of money left for a taxi. Sit over there by the window. I'll line up for the food. Jivan pushes our bundle onto the bench and lets out a sigh as he slides next to it. The restaurant feels like a safe place, full of people having fun, and I start to relax a little. Jivan gives me a wave as I get closer to the counter, and I smile back at him. When it's my turn to order, I'm not sure what to ask for, so I show the girl the things I want in the picture behind her. She hands me a tray with food, all wrapped up in paper like little presents. Have a nice day, she says, taking my money. I plonk the tray down in front of Jivan and sit beside him. Wow! He stares at everything as if he wants to gobble it all down in one go. I dunk my finger into the soft, fluffy drink licking the delicious creamy liquid and take a bite out of the bouncy bread and crunchy vegetable burger inside it. Mmm, this tastes good. I chew slowly, savouring the new flavours. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Jivan crams the bread into his mouth and stuffs the straw in at the same time slurping the drink noisily. Once we've finished, I empty my purse onto the tray. Now, let's see how much money we've got left. What about getting one of those yellow taxis? asks Jivan. That way, we'll get straight to where your papa is. I'm not sure how much it'll cost, but I hope we have enough. I count the coins and the rupee notes. Oh, Jivan, I can't believe we're going to find him at last. I know, after everything we've been through. He nudges me with his elbow. It's actually going to happen. But let's wait until the rain stops. Outside the window, a row of people have gathered and are slumped against the cafe, pulling dirty blankets over themselves to shelter from the rain that's still lashing hard against the glass. I shudder and split the rest of my meal with Jivan and we eat as slowly as possible, staying a little longer. One of the waiters starts to clear our table. You can't stay here all night, he says roughly, picking the tray up. We know that, sir, I say, trying to be as polite as I can. But it's just that it's raining hard. Come on, get out of here. 
Okay, says Jivan, grabbing our things. There's no need to be rude. We're going. Come on, Asha. I stare at the rain flowing like a river outside and slowly open the door. A crowded taxi zooms past, soaking us with muddy water. Ugh! How are we going to get one of these taxis to stop? I ask. They're hardly going to take any notice of two kids like us. I'm not sure, Jivan says, looking around. Excuse me, darlings. A young woman appears from nowhere and sidles up to us. My name's Nina. I'm new in the city and I'm looking for a good place to stay. Do you know anywhere? Um, I'm Jivan. His voice has gone all stuttery. The woman smells of perfume and carries a smart leather handbag. I wonder if she might be an actress. Christian, who gave us a lift in his truck, said Xander Pool was full of them. We're new ourselves, I say. So I'm afraid we can't help you. We're trying to get a taxi to stop, says Jivan. Would you like to share one? She gives a shiny smile. That way I can find a hotel and it would be cheaper for you. Two boys like you shouldn't be hanging around in the dark by yourselves, you know. Jivan turns his back to her and moves closer to where I'm standing. What do you think? He whispers. My pendant hangs heavy and strange against my chest. I know she seems nice and everything, but let's find our own taxi. What are you two whispering about? She puts her arms round our shoulders and gently pulls us towards her. How old are you? Let me guess. Thirteen? I've got a little brother just like you. She hooks her finger under Jivan's chin. Look, you won't get any of these taxis to stop for you. How about we jump in this one? She waves her arm into the road. I bet you've never been in one of these yellow ambassadors. I swallow, my heart thumping, feeling like I need to run, but she's got her arm tight around us again and the taxi has already slowed to a halt, pushing open the door so we can't get past. Come on, it'll be fine. I promise. She's speaking quickly now and shoves us into the waiting taxi, squeezes in beside us and slams the door shut. We're barely in the car before it swerves onto the road, sending us flying across the slippery seats. Fear grips me. The woman gives a high laugh. First to one of the central hotels and then I'll pay wherever these boys are going. She opens her bag. I'll pay. Jivan, I say under my breath. I want to get out. He's not listening to me, though. He's watching as the lady pulls out a small box with gold writing all over it. The best barfy in the whole city. She opens it, offering us a chunk. 
Jivan puts his hand in straight away and stuffs one into his mouth. Mmm, he says, chewing. Delicious! And a special one for you, she says, pulling out a triangle of barfi with a shiny silver leaf painted onto it. She crams it into my mouth. Go on, Asha! So yummy! No! I protest, grabbing her arm. Stop it! I don't want it! I swipe the barfi onto the floor, spitting out the bits she stuffed into my mouth. There's no need to get angry. I'm only being kind. She takes out her red lipstick and begins stroking it on. Look, your friend is tired. Yeah. Jivan begins to yawn, blinking his eyes as if he's having trouble keeping them open. That was rude. He's so sleepy, the woman says, flipping open her phone, jabbing at the buttons. I press my face against the cold window and bang on the glass, but the taxi driver goes faster than ever. Jivan slumps against the car door. What's happened to you? I shake him, but his arm is floppy and nothing I do makes him wake up. The taxi skids to a halt in the front of a run-down building that looks nothing like a hotel. A man standing in the shadows of the doorway makes my heart pound so fiercely I think it might crack. I grip the edge of the seat, frozen. He counts out some notes and hands them to the woman. And that's when we know for sure that we've been tricked. The car door is wide open. It's my only chance, but Jivan is fast asleep. I'll come back for him. I can't let us both be taken by these people, whoever they are. I leap out of the taxi and run into the dead of the night. I've no idea where I'm going. Filthy puddles splash up my legs and my breath stinging my lungs. I race away with only one thought in my head. I have to escape. Heavy footsteps slam behind me. My heart flies into my mouth. Stop! My hood is yanked back, burning my neck. Come here! I'm hoisted up and flipped upside down across the man's thick shoulders, sending my head crushing against his back. Let me go! I yell, banging with my fists. He throws me onto the wet ground, wraps a stinking cloth around my eyes and pulls it tight. No more funny business, he says, shoving me forward. Where's Jivan? I shout, clawing at his arms. What have you done with him? Shut it! Says the man, slapping me across the face. The sting of his heavy palm makes me cry out. His knuckles dig deep into my back as I'm propelled forward and shoveled along in front of him, tears collecting behind the blindfold. What is this? Where am I? 
I hear the sharp sound of a key twisting in a lock, then a feel of foot in the base of my spine propelling me forwards, and I land on the ground with a smack, my mouth filling with the iron tang of blood. The door slams and locks. There are only four weeks left until Diwali, and I know that I've failed. I'll never find Papa and get home in time. All I've done is make things work. That was another Tell a Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com.